Hello, my name is Maya Contreras, and welcome to this special season of Obscene. Every Tuesday, I'm conducting a live stream on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube called Election Countdown, discussing the upcoming election. In that live stream, I discuss all the obstacles voters might face in the upcoming election. I define terms like absentee ballot, mail-in ballot, and ballot collection. I talk about what the media's role should be during this election, and I discuss organizations that you can support that will help mobilize the vote. If you don't have the opportunity to catch my live stream, I will put it here on this podcast every Wednesday. As of this recording, we only have 90 days until Election Day. Let's organize. Okay, today, though, we're going to talk about absentee voting. Um, and before we get into that, let me, let me say something about this. My, my husband is going to come on in a second. And the reason why I'm having my husband come on is because, like a lot of you, uh, my husband is busy. And um, he is in school. He's going to be teaching classes this semester while he's in school. And so like a lot of you, he doesn't always have all this time to, he doesn't always have all this time to get in there and find out everything that's going on with voting. And yes, he lives with me. And you would think, well, doesn't he, aren't you telling him everything about voting all the time? I'm not. Because he is busy. He reads like a book a week. He's busy. So I talked to my husband. He was really concerned about the post office. I'm really concerned about the post office as well. And he wanted to know what it would be like to try to find out what it's like to vote in each state and how you would go about finding that information. I didn't give him any starting places. He on his own went and decided to go about it. So I'm going to bring Bobby in. And he's going to talk about what it was like to search for voting in all 50 states using the state websites, what he found good, what he found bad. And then after Bobby is done, I'm going to get into specifics about absentee balloting, voting by mail, what the difference is. I'm going to talk about the post office. So hang in with me. I'm going to invite my, my sweet husband, Robert Crace. And right now I'm going to move over. It's a, it's a tight squeeze. Let me, am I moving? Yes, I'm moving this way. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> As you can see, we're having to use this amazing piece of furniture. Okay. So, Bobby, get in there. Hi, Hi can you hear yeah, me? I got to talk loud to get into your microphone. Right? No, no, yo, I, I think. Or is it? The, yeah, the yeah, I think it's here. Can everyone hear Bobby? Let me know if you can't hear Robert Christ, okay? Actually, you know what? I'm going to give him these headphones. You can hear him. I'm going to give him my headphones. Okay, Bobby. I just want you to talk about what it was like to go, what you did and what you found. Okay? Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, like Maya said, I'm in school teach teaching as well, so I'm not a voting rights expert or know much about it other than the secondhand information I get from Maya's work. Um, and so I spent the weekend uh, going to each state's secretary of state chief of election site, um, 50 states plus D.C., so 51 altogether. Um, and I was kind of surprised by how confusing it was. Each state is different and um, each state 
has different terminology. Each state refers to early voting differently, absentee ballot voting differently, and um, uh, vote by mail differently. So I basically could garner general guidelines to take away from all of them. The first guideline I realized is that I was able to do those 51 states in D.C. uh, over the course of two or three days. So I would recommend just spend 10 to 20 minutes going to your state's uh, chief of election site. And that usually is found at your state's secretary of state website. Oftentimes, if you type in the name of your state.gov, you'll be able to click and find elections and voting information. Also, vote.org has a link to your state's chief of election site. Um, The other thing that was clear to me is I started writing the deadlines for each one of them, but then it became clear that all the deadlines for the states don't work in your favor, so they're not really a good guideline because most of the deadlines were a week before general election. And these are deadlines to request an absentee ballot or a vote-by-mail ballot. So you have to apply or send your request in. They have to approve your request, send you a ballot. You have to fill out the ballot and send it back. There's just no way you that interaction can happen within a week. So don't go by the deadlines that they set for you, either deadline to request a ballot or deadline to send in your absentee ballot, which is often on election day. Some states, it's the day before. So most states do not uh, tell you how early they will accept applications. I think that's more of an intentional reason. They don't want to, to be overwhelmed, their county offices to be overwhelmed. And it's a kind of a way to suppress your absentee ballot, a way to get you to vote in person rather than vote by mail. So... Most, what I did find is the states that did list how early they do it, most of them are 45 days out, which is September 18th. Um, Virginia and West, West Virginia was 80 days prior, but most states were 45 days prior if they even listed it. So as a general guideline, do four things. Check to see if you're registered and check your registration status. That can happen right now. And you can go on your chief of election site to see if you're registered properly and just to see what information they have. Um, The second guideline is I would request an absentee ballot or a vote by mail ballot by October 1st. That gives you enough time that if any postal delays or if they if your state is kind of intentionally slow that gives you enough time to know that. Uh, I would also recommend for the third guideline, October 15th, if you've requested a ballot and haven't received it by October 15th, raise hell. Go and find out what is going on. Call the county clerk's office. One of the things I found with states, a lot of Republican states, is that some of them would be just a mess and confusing and contradictory. But some of them, like Georgia and Florida and Kentucky were actually very clear and seemed very accessible, but they had a lot of ID uh, voter ID restrictions. Like your, your signature has to match your registration card. You had to copy uh, 
uh, your license or your state ID. There was just clearly a lot of ways that they could deny your request. So if by October 15th, you might be thinking, oh, I'll be getting my ballot soon. I sent my request in plenty of time. When in actuality, they might have denied your request and you don't know it. They're not going to let you know. So register now. Check your registration. Request by October 1st. Raise hell by October 15th. And mail, as soon as you get the absentee ballot, mail it right away. That was great advice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Look how well he did. Robert did such a good job. I'm so proud. Um, that was just Robert doing all that work within 24 hours. He literally went through every single state to find out how to vote. Thank you, Bobby. That was really awesome. I appreciate that. So, yeah. So Bobby went through every single state and tried to figure it out. He did not, um, he had no instruction for me other than he just went and sussed it out. So this is what I want to get into today. It is, it is confusing. A lot of people are worried this election. I know that they've said that. Um, they don't know where to start. We're getting so much information. And so that's why right now I'm going to talk about absentee ballots and vote by mail. Okay absentee ballots, and vote by mail. First, I want to say that Trump has been purposely trying to confuse the issue. He's been pushing absentee ballots and saying vote by mail is going to be massive amounts of fraud. He's trying to confuse the issue because for several reasons. I'll start with one. I believe one of the reasons why I, can't, I cannot get into the brain of Trump and nor would I want to. But one of the reasons why I believe, oh, Carol Collins says thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Carol. Um, one of the reasons why uh, Trump is, is saying this, that I believe, is because absentee balloting does take a little bit more hoops. However, there are aspects of vote by mail that also have hoops, several several obstacles to go through. There is a lot of good news, and I am going to get into that. But let's get into what is the difference between absentee balloting and what is the difference between absentee balloting and voting. Let's get into some of the terminology. And again, the reason why I think Trump is trying to push one over the other is I think he's thinking, hoping that one will create more obstacles than the other. Two, he is trying to sow... Uh, he is trying to make you all feel that this election is going to be messy and doesn't count. He's trying to make you feel that uh, no matter the result, it shouldn't really count, right? If Joe Biden wins, it should get thrown out. If he wins, well, then it was fine, right? So that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to sow some seeds of doubt in the electorate, which is grotesque. You have a constitutional right to vote, okay? So let me say that. So let me start... Let's get into some of the terminology. First, I want to say this. We have a very long history of absentee ballot voting. Absentee balloting has been around since world, the Civil War, since 1864. No excuse balloting began in 1978. Some full vote by mail systems have been around since 2000. We now have five states, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, Utah, and Hawaii, that are fully vote by mail systems. So we have systems already in place that have 
spent time to get their constituents up to speed. They're ready to vote. There are at least five states in our union that are ready to rock this election. That is very good news. Okay. So let me get into a couple of other things here. Next, I want to talk about the difference between absentee balloting, no excuse, and uh, vote by mail. Okay, so absentee voting. All states will mail all states will mail an absentee ballot to certain voters who request one. The two-thirds of states, any qualified voter may vote absentee without offering an excuse. And in one-third of the states, an excuse is required. Some states offer a permanent absentee ballot list. Once a voter asks to be added to the list, she, he, they will automatically receive an absentee ballot for all future elections. Okay? So that's the definition of absentee ballot. And let me just say a lot of the um, definitions that I'm getting from are getting from are from the NSCL site, which is the National State Legislators site. It's a fabulous site. And I'm going to put that down as uh, I'm going to give you all some references to go from underneath this live video towards the end of this. Okay. So now I want to get into, um, let's get into no excuse. Okay. No excuse absentee voting. 35 states. I put an asterisk there because Connecticut just became the 35th state to have no excuse voting. 35 states in Washington, D.C. do not require an excuse from those who wish to vote absentee or by mail. Five states conduct theirs by entirely by mail, uh, by vote by mail. I told you about those states already, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Utah, and Washington, which means voters do not need to request a ballot in those five states and instead automatically receive one. The other 29 states, the no-excuse states in D.C., offer no-excuse voting which means voters can request a mail-in ballot without providing an excuse, okay? So that is good news. We have 35 states now where you don't have to have an excuse to vote, 35 states. It does mean you have to apply for a ballot. Unless you're in the five states that I listed, Hawaii, Colorado, Washington, I forgot the other one, Utah, Utah. I'll, I'll, I'll listen again. Unless you're in those five states, you have to send in a ballot request, fill it out, send it back, then you get a ballot, you fill it out, and then you send it back. And I'm going to get into that again. I still want to get into more terminology. Okay. First, let me show you, for those who are visual people like myself, here's a visualization of the states that have no excuse balloting. Connecticut's not added because this is from a couple months ago. This is your no excuse absentee voting ballot states. You see this? The ones that are in the dark blue, no excuse absentee mail ballot. And then the ones that are in the light blue are the states I just said that are all mail elections. Um... Those ones are automatically send you a ballot, okay? Uh, now I want to get into all-mail voting, okay? Again, when we're saying all-mail voting, listen to this terminology. 
all mail voting. In a handful of states, a ballot is automatically mailed to every eligible voter, no requests, no application necessary. Polling places may also be available for voters who would like to vote in person. Other states may permit an all-mail option for specific states of elections. As for early in-person voting, it is available in four-fifths of the states. In these states, any qualified voter may cast a ballot in person during a designated period to election day. Okay. So we do have five states. Actually, sweetheart, would you mind handing me this water, please? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we have five states that are easy to vote, and that's how our union should vote. And then we have other states where you need to request a ballot, but you don't need an excuse. You can just get one. And then you have some states that you have to have a valid excuse. And then those states, it's going to be harder. That is what absentee voting is. Okay. Um, let me continue to get into some definitions. And um, would you mind just checking to see if all of it's still fine and that you're hearing? Okay, great. All right. So. Let me get into some more. Um, now I want to get into terminology. And this, again, is from this INSCL. Okay. Terminology. A ballot that has been sent to a voter and is voted outside of a polling station or an official's office has traditionally been referred to as an absentee ballot. And the person who votes that ballot has been called an absentee voter. This terminology is common in state law and comes from the concept that voters would use this option only when they were absent from their neighborhood polling place on election day. As time has gone on, more and more viewers request a ballot in advance as their default voting method. And as states have begun offering more opportunities for voters to do so, the terminology has evolved since then. Some states refer to it as advanced ballots, mailed ballots, by mail ballots, mailed ballots, vote by mail ballots. Okay? So bottom line, it comes down to this. This election is going to be voting through the mail. At the highest rate we have ever had in the United States. Okay? And that is where some of the troubles will come in. Okay? Because let, let me show you this graphic. Okay? How many of us traditionally vote through the mail? As you can see here, I'm using Pew Research and I'm using another graphic here. And you can see that over time, We've steadily used a percentage of absentee ballots or vote by mail or early vote. But as you can see, our electorate tops out around 40% uh, using early vote, vote by mail, and by ballots, but really only top out a little over 20% voting through mail. Okay which means that the vast majority of our electorate, around 70% or more, vote in person. So I know a lot of you are stressed out about this election, and you're wondering, how do we move quickly to a mail-in system? Well, 
it's going to be very tough for places to do that. States that have higher thresholds of their electorate voting by mail are going to handle it better than other states, okay? Some states that have only have small thresholds, for example, like New York State, are going to handle it worse in a way. You see this what happened in, in my district. Me and my husband's district is the 12th district of New York. Carolyn Maloney, uh, Suraj Patel against each other. Uh, we're the ones that don't really know who our representative is yet because of the amount we all mailed our ballots in, okay? I have faith that New York is going to try to rectify the situation, okay? So, um, so I just want you to know that I was asked by Soph on Twitter, Maya, you might have covered this on the difference between uh, absentee ballot or mail-in, so I just covered it. Absentee ballot traditionally is one that you request it from your state, and traditionally vote by mail was one that you had automatically sent. Some states, to get a ballot sent to you, a vote by mail ballot, you still have to request, I believe Illinois does that. You still have to request your ballot. Why do they do that in some states? Because they may not have updated the voter rolls and they want to make sure that you get your ballot to your home. Okay? Um, I had another question here. Let's see. What is it? Um, I called my board of elections this morning. They mailed me the form to fill out to get the absentee ballot. I don't have a printer, so I can't make a copy of it by downloading it. Okay. This was a good point that Anne brought up. One of the things that's really frustrating right now is like my husband just went through and he went through all 50 states and he went through a lot of the Board of Elections websites or the state websites, the Secretary of State's websites mostly. Uh, you may not know how to even get a hold of your ballot. And so I will say, I'm going to list, I'm underneath this chat, I'm going to list a link that goes, that shows you where you can go to find out where to get your ballot. A lot of you will not need to have any printing equipment. They will send it to you. You will mail it back to them. Okay. I'm going to put those instructions underneath this. You'll be okay. But a lot of the time, some of you guys are going to have to get on the phone, y'all. You're going to have to get on the phone and get these answers. Okay, and I'm going to give you my a list of tips at the end of this talk. Okay, so that was really smart what Ann did, calling her board of elections to get her to 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 ask questions. That's what they're there for, by the way. Okay, Maya, why can't we set up vote by mail or at a polling location early? Uh, county election offices count the ballots. As they come, why can't they count them early, right? And, um, you know, why do we have to wait till election night? Okay, that was a very good question. Um, I appreciate it, Trudy. I'm going to tell you why they don't do that. There is a, this is called processing the vote, okay? And I'm going to read you quickly what that, what this means. Processing the vote. In many states, processing of absentee ballots can begin before they are actually counted. Processing means different things in different states. But typically, the first step 
is comparing the affidavit signature on the outside of the return envelope against the voter's signature on record to ensure a match or otherwise verify the voter's identity. Um, this is again from the NSCL, I'm getting that wrong, website. I'm going to post this link for you. In some states, once the signature is verified, the envelope can then be opened, the ballot prepared for tabulation. In essence, states that begin processing before election day can tee up absentee ballots so that they are ready to be counted as soon as a law allows. By permitting election officials to do the work ahead of time, the counting process on election day and the election results are quicker. Results are not released ahead of time. Okay. So there are some states, there are some states that, Trudy, that count ahead of time before election day. And I'm going to put a list for you so you can see it underneath this chat. But let me give you some examples of some states that do and some states that don't. Let's look at Alabama. They start on noon of election day to process the ballots. Absentee mailing ballots uh, after the polls close on election day. Alaska, seven days before election day, the processing can begin. Okay, 8 p.m. on election day. Uh, Arkansas, seven days before the election day. Pennsylvania, and that's where Trudy's from, they don't start the process until 7 a.m. on election day. At 7 a.m. on election day, but the votes may not be recorded or published until after the polls close. Okay? So you can see that some states do start tabulating earlier. Some states don't. And and by the way, hello, MSNBC, CNN. This is something you all should be talking to people about. This is some information you should be delivering to people. You should be telling people these states aren't counting until this time. When people are saying be patient, they want to know what the parameters of being patient are and why we may not know. This is a way to, to calm down people who are wanting to know what is happening during this time period. Why aren't my votes being counted until then? Again, the reason why some states don't do it, they feel like it's a security issue. They don't want people who are counting ballots to tell their friends to say, oh, do you know so-and-so is up by 100 votes, you know, um, a couple of days before the election. That is a security concern on some ends. That's why. It, and in some states probably can change it before election. Okay. So let me get into a few other things here. Um, let's see. I got into, there's other terminology. We already got into that. Okay. I want to give you some quick pros and cons of voting through the mail. Okay. Pros, voter convenience and satisfaction, potential financial savings, 40% de decrease sometimes and increases voter turnout. Okay. So there's going to be a lot of pros about voting through the mail. However, those pros were written in a non-pandemic time. There are going to be, those costs are going to go up exponentially now because of printing. But yeah, there is a convenience in getting your ballot sent to you and filling it out at your home and sending it back out. Okay? Uh, let me give you a couple more pros and cons. Um, 
Cons of sending through the mail. Sending, sending ballots by mail increases printing costs, as I just said. It also increases residual error, errors to the ballot. If, if you watch my then you know that I discussed some of the, some of the errors that can occur on ballots. And this is why I'm begging campaigns right now, or I'm begging news networks, or I'm begging local papers and periodicals to discuss what can happen when you spoil your ballot or spoilt your ballot or have residual errors. What are all the errors you can have? Your signature might not be on the ballot. You put an X instead of filling out the circle in your ballot. You overvote. So say like you vote accidentally for Trump and Biden. That's an overvote. You didn't just vote for one person. There are many reasons why a ballot can be rejected. Some of them are nefarious, like exact match laws. Your ID did not match what was on uh, your ballot address. But some voting mistakes are legitimate and could it be, and we can avoid them happening if there is more voter education. I am giving you voter education right now for free. But wait, let me pause for a self-commercial. Hey, if you like what I'm doing right now, you should buy me a cup of coffee. Coffee, Maya runs on coffee. You can buy me a cup of coffee uh, from, you can see it right here, K-O-F-I. If you like what I'm doing, buy me a cup of coffee. I'm doing this for free because this is a public service announcement and I'm worried about the end of our civilization. Okay, so that's why I'm doing this. So back to the ballots and what can go wrong. There needs to be a concerted effort by the media that discusses what could go wrong with ballots, what needs to be thought of when filling out your ballots. Okay, and speaking of which, I did get another comment that I, I'm going to answer down here. Let me, let me go to my questions really fast. Um, I did answer that one. Okay. Okay, well, I'll, I'll answer this one first. I'd like to know if you voted successfully in the primary, can you assume you're set for the general election or do you need to keep checking your status? I'm in PA if uh, that matters. Yeah, that matters. And thank you for the question. You should always check your status. You should always check your registration. Check your registration all the way up until the last day to register is. Make sure that your name is on their voting rolls. Make sure your address matches what is on your ID. If you're a voter ID state, make sure that's done so you can correct it in time. Okay, and I asked Perry Grossman, who I interviewed, he's a lawyer. I asked him, what happens if they purge you after voting, after a registration uh, occurs? He did assure me that that rarely happens and that there are some um, legal ways of getting your name back on the ballot after that. It is a tough slog, though. It's better just to make sure that your name is ready to go on the voting rolls. You go to vote.org and check your registration and make sure that it's current. You can go to your state website and make sure that it's current. Okay? I think I had a – did I have one more question? I might have and I might – I'll get to that in a moment. Okay. 
So a couple of other things that I want to go over right now. Uh, let's see here. Problems with the post office. Ah, there. Okay. I'm going to, before I read that, let me just say, yes, there's, we were all stressed out about the post office and with good reason. And that is why my husband, Bobby Craze, who was just here said, get your ballot early, fill it out the second you get it and send it back in because the post office is not shut down. It's just severely slowed down. And I, I will let, let me just read you some of that information really quickly here. Uh, let's see. Problems with the post office. Uh, Louis DeJoy. Interesting name. The postmaster general defended the changes of slowing down the post office, saying in a statement that the ban on overtime was intended to improve operational efficiency and to assure that we meet our service standards called BS. Louis DeJoy, the postmaster general, is a longtime Republican fundraiser who has contributed to more than $1.5 million to President Trump's campaign. DeJoy appointed President Trump, DeJoy was appointed by by Trump in May, asterisk Trump president, in May to testify on September 17th on changes made to the U.S. Postal Service under the Trump administration. USPS mail has been seen um, days of backlogs and delays after DeJoy, a former fundraiser for Trump um, and the Republican National Committee, enacted new cost-cutting procedures that took effect in mid-July. The Washington Post reports, voting rights groups have said that the USPS delays could be a recipe for disaster as many states push for mail-in voting as the safest option for November's election according to the New York Times. I know $1.5 million doesn't sound like a lot these days, given that we have a bunch of uh, people that are borderline trillionaires, but $1.5 million to give to Trump and to be appointed to the post office is really, to me, completely criminal and grotesque, okay? And very corrupt. Now, I will also say this. You heard me say that he's going to be testifying in front of Congress on September uh, 17th. That's something we should all look for because hopefully uh, Congress will push him on what he's doing. We already know the play the Republicans will do. They'll say, these are cost-cutting measures. They're trying to save some money. BS! Because the White House is trying to spend $577 million on renovating the White House right now. Cut it out. Do not buy any of the BS that they're saying about that, okay? The post office is a federal agency they work for us. This, this, is, this should not be happening at all, period. Okay? So I will say this. I think DeJoy and Trump made a mistake in trying to slow the post office at the beginning of August and July. Why? Because people, regardless of being Republican or Independent or Democratic or Green Party or whatever, they depend on the post office for medicine to get their mail from from family members for checks. People are going to get upset on both ends. This is going to become a nonpartisan issue soon when people start seeing that they're not getting their medication on time, when they're not getting their checks on time. So I feel that Trump has overreached in a hilariously awful way that people are going to see that this is not going to work. Okay, so I'm, I, I'm having a small bit of faith that some of this might get worked up for the election. Maybe, right? I'm a little bit of hopeful person sometimes. <laughs> okay. Um, so 
Let me get into a few other things. Um, there, I will say this. There is some good news. We have some same-day uh, same voter registrations in a lot of states. This is good news. I'm trying to give you guys good news. On June 30th, 2019, a total of 21 states plus the District of Columbia have enacted same-day voter registration, which allows any qualified resident of the state to go and register to vote and cast a ballot on that same day. Note that North Carolina makes same-day registration possible for a portion of early voting period, but not on election day. New Mexico has enacted a legislation in 2019 that's going to be uh, phased in over the several years. New York is allowing for same-day voter registration in 2021. Too bad they didn't do it right away. Washington and Nevada, they just enacted same-day registration, so that's good. So these are some of the good pieces of good news of, of what's going on, Okay. We have some same-day voter registration. That's going to help us during this election. Um, and I want to give you a visual chart so you can see. This is where you're going to see some same-day registration. I just want you to be able to look at the visuals of that. Okay? So I am going to conclude in a moment with some recommendations. Some recommendations of what we can do. All right? One I urge all of you to tell people who are running for office, ask them and say, please help us educate voters on how to get their ballot and where to get it. If, they're, if you're running for office, that's a nonpartisan thing. You can talk about how to get your ballot, where to get it from and how to get it. All these celebrities, LeBron, Oprah, Michelle Obama, I love that they're spending money to get out the vote. I'm not exactly sure how they're doing that. I've emailed LeBron's agency. I've, uh, I've emailed Oprah's uh, voter get, get out um, her get out vote effort to find out how they're going about it because I think that they need to spend a portion of money on voter education. I, I'm really, really tired of voter education videos looking like uh, I, I just got a question. I will answer this again. I don't like that voter education videos look like, hey, the vote's important. You need to get out there and vote. Like, we know that already. We know how important it is to vote. We do. And I know that there's people that are like, well, Maya, there's some people that don't think that. I know that. It's more important to say, this is how you vote, and we value your vote. We want you to vote. Okay. Trump right now does not value your vote if you're a Democrat. He does not value your vote if you're voting against him, so he's making it very hard. Okay, I just got a question. Are there any registration numbers on new voters registered and youth registration? Yes. And unfortunately, I'm not talking about that until next week. <laughs> That's why I showed the Marky Mark video, because at the beginning of this, there is new voter registration numbers. Some of them are very good, and some of them are not great. It depends on what community you're talking about, right? If you're talking about black communities, you got higher registration. If, you, if you're talking about Latino communities, Voter Latino did have some numbers they posted where they had posted, like, I think they voted, they registered 200,000 voters. Their goal is to register 500,000 voters. I'm going to get into those, registra those registration numbers next week, okay? So thank you for that question. Now I'm going to try to give you all some tips right now of what to do to make sure your vote is counted and that, and that we vote Trump out of office. Sorry, this is a partisan talk, okay? 
<laughs> I, it is. Okay, so here we go. Let me go to my here. Here's here are my tips, right? Right now. Pros it is here. Okay. Recommendations. Hey everybody, it is almost impossible to understand everything there is to know about voting. I know I've tried and I can't. I'm still learning new things every day. Please read your local paper for updates. I'm going to post a great article from Tampa Bay that really gave concise information on how to vote. Wonderful information, ballot information, all that. I want you to follow voting right lawyers and experts on Twitter. I'm going to post some under this chat. Call local election officials or, or local representatives for assistance. They're, you voted them in to help you. They need to, they, you, they are your representatives. You make them work for you. Ask them questions. Go to their websites, make phone calls. Please, for the love of sparkly Buddha, request your ballot early. Do not wait for the last minute. Bobby mentioned that. I'm going to go over that in a second. Do not wait till the last minute. If it says the last day to request a ballot is October 25th, oh my God, your vote's not going to count. Sorry, do not wait that long. After receiving your ballot, you're going to request your ballot early. You're going to get your ballot back from that request. You're going to fill it out the same day. You're going to double check your work. Is the signature there? Did I bubble in my, did I bubble in the people I'm voting for? Did you make sure the ballot's completely filled out? You put it back in the envelope, you immediately walk out and you return the ballot within 24 hours of receiving it to you mail it back to a secure drop-off. There's some places that are in person that you can drop off your ballot, okay? If you don't receive a ballot, as Bobby said, raise hell and or vote in person early. Also, there's a great phone number for you from the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and the Law. You can call 1-866-687-8683. They're available in multiple languages, okay? I want every single one of you to vote and to have your say. This has been such traumatic 3.5 years in this country. And for a lot of us, this country has always been traumatic for us. But these last 3.5 years have been especially traumatic. Even for people that support Trump, I'm going to say it's been traumatic for some of them, too, in a different way, in a different way, because some of those people have lost family members, right? That's happened in my family, right? Lost family members because you're not talking to them anymore. It's been traumatic for them because they feel that they are cut off from aspects of community. It's traumatic for them because they're buying in to some of the awful stuff that hurts them, too that policy that it's hurting them too. And I know that you're saying, I don't care, Maya, you know, they voted for him and it traumatizes us. Yeah. I'm with you on that. You don't need to sell me on that. They hurt us, but they also hurt them too. Because in this country, the Republicans right now, this is not just about partisanship. This is about big business. This is about money. This is about people protecting their financial interests. The Republican Party is not fiscally responsible. 
and they are not for a small business. They are for massive industries, for themselves, and they're willing to trick and harm their base. And I can't, that honestly makes me want to cry because they're harming them. And I'm someone that doesn't like bullies and they're bullying their base. And that base is bullying us. So we're getting, we're getting it on both sides. Okay. So what I'm saying is I want you, I'm wrapping this up. I want you to have your vote count. And I want you to know that you have elected officials that are supposed to be helping you with this process. I'm going to do everything I can up until election day to make sure that you can, that you can get your ballot, that you can get your questions answered, that you can, that you can get, uh, Anything that you need. I'm going to, I'm, and I'm hoping I can still have um, conversations with experts. Talking to Dr. Carol Anderson was such a wonderful treat for myself and for you all. Which brings me back to another commercial that I'm going to be doing for myself. Hi, buy me a cup of coffee because I'm doing this work for you all. You can buy me a cup of coffee online because I literally do run on coffee. My husband knows he says that I'm not a fully functional human being but I do not have the ability to be human unless I have a cup of coffee, and that is true. And the very last thing that I'll say is that next week I'm going to be talking about voter engagement. Oh, and I'm going to be talking about uh, tracking your ballots. I was asked by Geechee online. I was asked uh, on Twitter, can we track our ballots? Yeah. In some states you can, but I don't know everything about ballot tracking, but I'm going to learn everything for you. And you know how I'm going to do that? Watch this. Hello. I'm going to attend this seminar. It's free. It's online. You can join me. Uh, the Brennan Law Center is going to talk about bad ballot designs, lost votes, and the path to ballot better design. But they're also going to be going over ballot tracking. I'm very excited. I'm going to, I'm going to bring that information to you all. Okay? So I want to thank you all. I want to thank you all so much. Um, <laughs> exactly. I feel the same way about coffee. Yes. I want to thank you all for watching again. Please continue to find out more about voting. Don't panic. Instead, be engaged in this process. Okay? Um, thank you very much. I'll see you on Twitter, on Facebook. If you are uh, watching me on YouTube and you haven't subscribed to my YouTube page, please subscribe to my YouTube page. I appreciate it. Rachel, thank you for watching. You're welcome. I appreciate you. I appreciate you all. And thank you, Bobby. Do you want to say bye? You want to wave bye to them? He's, getting, he's smiling. My husband joined me earlier if you didn't see. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the special season of Obscene every Wednesday from my live stream election countdown. Until next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.